his accent is so strong. So strong. <laughs> and such a deep voice. Deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the second episode of Two Mics. One story. story. <laughs> I'm Anna. I'm Jocelyn. And we made it. We made it past the first episode. Yeah. How did you think the first episode went? Wow, the first one was like never will for me because first time I was in front of the camera, like for worldwide to see. Mm -hmm. So it was never will for me, and I think if you do it like often every week, I think we'll get used use of it and improve yourself to perf um get better. Yeah, do, do better, you know. The, the first thing of anything is always going to be a bit awkward. Yeah. If you're not used to it, you're not used to being in front of camera. And uh, the thing is, I was always a kind of shy guy. And to be in front of the camera to talk. And you're still kind of shy now. Yeah, uh, okay, you know, but... Yeah, but the first one was okay. I think it went I enjoy it, I enjoy it. I hope you guys also enjoy it. And uh, you can check us on, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple mm -hmm. Music. All of the streaming platforms. Yeah. So we're back with a second episode. We made it this far. Yeah. So today we thought we'd talk a little bit about, obviously, Jasmine's not from England. And so we thought we'd talk about moving to different countries, having to learn new languages, what it's like getting used to different cultures. Because yeah. Jaswin was uh, born in Curacao, lived there, lived in Holland, lived in England, and you've had to learn all of the languages, get used to everything. Yeah, so it was. Uh, we thought we'd get into that something a bit about that. I'm from Curacao, small island um, where we have a population of 100,000 people over there. Mm. And and what language? Uh, yeah, in Curacao we speak Papiamento. It's kind of combination of Spanish, a little Dutch, a little English, like a little bit of everything. Mm. And yeah, I went to school over there till when I was 18. Give us a little example of speaking your language. Like, you see, like, how are you? Like, Contabai. Bon dia. Bon dia is like, good morning. Contabai. How are you? Whoopie bon, let's have a conversation. Come to Bon, Kubo? Amita bon. Whoopie bon. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little puppy I've been to. And I lived there with my mom and my, my mom, my sister, and my big brother. And then when I was 18, um, I moved to Holland to study because I want to be an aircraft uh, mechanic and this kind of study they didn't have in Curacao. So, so I moved to Holland with some friends, but it's like the, comp the government have like every year, there's um, 200 to 300 st students student who want to move to Holland to study. Mm. You can get like a scholarship. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but it's actually not a lot. Yeah. But of people yeah for a small island it's a lot you know but i suppose you know a lot of the people that are moving at the same time yeah you don't know it's like 
just meet each other and become friends. Because you didn't move the same time as your friends did, did you? In your, a lot of your friends came, I think they moved before you. No, like our friends used to live for years in Holland. Mm. So when I was young, they moved to, 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 oh, to Holland to, just to live with the family. And I moved because I want to become a graphic mechanic. I got engineer, they call it. Jasper knows all of the planes. Any plane that goes over, he's like, that's a Boeing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I started that for four years, and, you know, I moved to a country. I, I moved to, a, to Holland, a country that I didn't know. I, I couldn't speak the language properly. So in the beginning, it was a kind of difficult for me mm. because I was living in a small bedroom. And Wouldn't my it? father lived in Holland too, but my, fa my father, our, fam our family in Holland, my father lived in uh, like 45 minutes far away. So it was kind of, yeah, I didn't see him for, you see? The first day when I moved, he, he, can, he, he came to Schiphol to check me up. <laughs> Huh? That's so cute. Yeah, you check me up, and then I went with some school guy that came with the, came with me same day. Went to check our apartment bedroom apartment, and then we stayed there. And yeah, like that, like that. I went to school for four years. I finished. Then when I finished, I graduated. I, I want to. Keep studying, then I, I went to IT engineer. Mm. Yeah. So in your class, were there many people from Curacao, or were they mostly um, Dutch? Yeah, actually, my my one of my best friend, Danny, I met him in school, and uh, school when you were young. No, in Holland. Oh. Like uh, the first the first year, I met him. He was in the same class as me. I thought you knew each other from when you were small. No, no, no. I didn't know him before. So, and he's now one of my best friends, you know, well, like... he was the he friend was... you were on holiday with. Yes, I met you, yeah. So, um, I met him. He was in my class. And uh, in school, it was like 30 students in the class. And Danny was one, uh, one of them. And the rest was like Dutch guys um, from from Morocco and Turkey guys. And they all speak Dutch. They all... yeah, they all speak Dutch. Some of them grew up in Dutch uh, in Holland. Of the born over there, I moved, so I had to yeah try myself how to speak Dutch. I couldn't speak Dutch in Curaçao because all the books in Curaçao was Dutch, but the Dutch you get in Holland was kind of different. Mm, well, it's like you can know a language and know words, but it doesn't mean that you can fluently communicate. Because yeah. even from what I know of your language, we can have a conversation. Mm. I can hear what people are talking about, but I can't say, I can't have a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. properly back. So it's, even if you know something... But what we mean to is like kind of... Easy for me, uh, like you, you can compare like 
um, pavimento with Spanish, if you can understand Spanish, it's very simple. you can understand pavimento. Mm -hmm. uh, Portuguese. Yeah, but I live, I went to school over there four years. Was me and Dane in the same class. <laughs> in the beginning, speaking the language, he born, I, nah, he moved when he was like three years old, he moved to Holland with his parents. So his, his Dutch was fluent, better than mine. And this guy was always, he, he always got my back. Mm. He was used to <laughs> make excitement for me, like oh. having, having make homework. But the thing is, I understand the language, but to make like proper um, sentences. sentences and mm. stuff. Yeah, so um, then he was happy with everything. And uh, he learned me how to, he learned like, kind of, he was kind of coach for me, mm. for, um, to help me, guide me to learn the language. And then I started listening to rap music in Dutch. <laughs> and that's what helped me a lot because people say like, yeah, you need to start reading books. But I'm not a fan of reading books. Well, you need to hear as well. Yes, so it I used to. work for everyone. Sometimes you need to hear how people are saying things. Yeah, but the, those rappers, all the rappers, street talk, street, street. Yeah. Street, uh, street talk, you call it? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a mix of Different languages together, but um, it's not that how I start learning speaking Dutch better. And I've also cousins who I was like, help me do. Well, a lot of uh, people around you, their first language would be Dutch. Some no, of your cousins. No, like, yeah, my cousin, uh, two of them, it's only, they only speak English. Because they born in uh, in Saint Martin, they speak uh, they, in Saint Martin. They speak English, mm -hmm. and when they was young, they moved to Holland, and so the only two languages they can speak is Dutch and English. Mm -hmm. So, but I think the bigger part of my family speak Papimento, mm -hmm. because all the oldest cousins and on, uncle. Well, aunties, speak they speak and they speak English. Yeah, well, speak English like because this my grandma was born in Aruba, then she moved to Curacao, and then the all her kids moved to Saint Martin of Holland, mm. and in Aruba they speak mm -hmm. English yeah. as well and Yeah, because I didn't believe you at first. He would always tell me his granny's first language would be English. She speaks English. I didn't believe him. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, mix English, yeah. like a little, what do you call it? Like, yeah, you you mix the languages up. Jamaican style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone's like, your granny, sister, and mum always speak the best English of everybody. Yeah. But it's, it's just different kind of English, but it's English. Yeah, your sister speaks perfect yeah, English. Yeah, my, my whole family speak English. My whole family speak English. But it's uh, a lot of the times I find it's the accent. That yeah, the accent. Like, I have accent. Well, you... So, um, Jason's friends and family that have a Dutch accent, I find that really... Yeah. The Dutch accent really hard to understand. 
but say like your uh, mum and sister, they're easy to understand because they don't have a Dutch accent. Mm -hmm. Your accent is so strong, but it's like, it's not the same as your family. It's not a Dutch accent. It's no. sort of like, I don't even know what accent it I'm, is. I'm unique. Yeah, so sometimes <laughs> I think people can find it hard to understand Jason, but it's not actually anything to do with his English. It's his accent is so strong. So strong. <laughs> and such a deep voice. Deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what's hard, I think, to understand sometimes, is the accent. It's it's not actually the words that you're speaking. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I moved to Holland, then, yeah, I went to school over there. It's a few things I had to... Um, like the culture, like some, there's a lot of things I've learned from doing because first of all, in Curaçao, you have only one weather, like every day is like 32 degrees. Mm. And in Holland, you have like snow, <laughs> you have all those seasons. And I never custom with those kind of weather. Yeah, weather, you know? Mm. So I uh, to... So I chose myself to buy some hoodies, to buy buy, um, some, uh, sometimes I had to wear like two jeans, um, two uh, uh, short pants on my jeans pants. So that's a lot of things I had to change, like learn the culture, after learning how to cook, but before that, well, before I moved to Holland, so I couldn't cook. And the food is so different now. Yeah, the, the people over there eating <laughs> bread stamp pot, pot, you know? That's like uh, mashed potato with mashed potato with um with um a sausage. Uh-huh. I didn't eat that in England. Yeah, but that's what they like to eat. But they eat very like bready cheese, yeah, like cheese kind of cheese. food. There's Where not really cheese. any food I like there apart from uh, capsule. Capsule is more um, from Morocco. I think it's German. No, it's Morocco. Morocco, Turkish guys have a lot of step bar over there, restaurant. Yeah, that's like the only thing over there that I eat really. But that's not Dutch, that's from yeah, the culture. I'm not a huge fan of Dutch food. What Dutch food do you like? Nah, what I used to like. I used to, I used to like to eat. In the beginning, that was something, um, how do you call it again? Frikandel. It's like a toss of meat. The fire What kind of meat? It's kind of, that's like a cow, cow meat. Beef? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not beef. Instagram, it's a bit, I would just show the picture. I don't know <laughs> how to explain this, but I used to eat that a lot in the beginning with fries, potato. Oh, yeah, they eat a lot of potato. Yeah, uh, chips. Yeah. How long did it take for you to feel confident speaking the language of people? Like, outside wow, that, of your that took me like, I remember me and a friend of mine, we used to go, like, example, we have to go to the bank figure out our bank account and stuff and we used to practice before we go no. what, what we're going to say like and the thing is like today 
it's my day to do everything, yeah. and the next day is the day to he to do everything. Aww. So we was kind of switching. We we're gonna go first to talk, and like that we were still kind of communicate with other people. That's and nice though to have someone like that. That's good. good yeah, in the beginning was nice, and then yeah, I was like, he, he had a, he had a, a girlfriend. He, he met someone and he dumped me. Oh, which friend is this? Excuse me. What? Which friend is this? A Joseon. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know him. But you have to. Oh. <laughs> anyway. He dumped me, and I was so I used to live in Demon, and this place was so quiet. Like it's like a student who live who used to live over there, and I didn't have no other friends, you know. Mm. All my friends, my dad, my, my cousins, live like four or five minutes or more farther than me, mm. and you know, in Holland, nobody have time for each other. I was busy with own things, so I was kind of lonely. You can say like mm. lonely. I only had my about the time MSN. MSN. You chat with my mom. Oh. And then Facebook. I was Skype. Skype too to watch them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And did you make friends with Dutch people? Yeah, that's the only school. Mm. The classmate. I was fine for them, but that's all in school. Right? When I came, I came home. It's like I'm alone again. Mm. And in the beginning, it was kind of dep- not depressed, but I was kind of oh, I don't have no friends. But in school, I was the second smartest guy in this, in in my class. Mm. You know why? Because like this, um, I was doing. All everything, even the language was difficult for me. I always um, try to like improve myself to do better than other people because mm-hmm. they can. They Dutch is perfect to me and better than me then, and I have to improve myself to be, to be the, the the best one. You've got like more to prove. Yeah. So the English, um, math. Um, even with Dutch, some some Dutch um, test exam that I had, I was one of the best. <laughs> so, and the thing is, my what what keep me motivated is like my mom. You know, I told my mom I cannot make her proud, and to make her proud, even I cannot speak the language very good. Do something to make it good, you know. And then I start. Um, I was listening to rappers. I was watching. Um, I was learning some how to speak some things in Dutch in a dictionary that I saw on online. And in this, I think is in the second school year. I was a little depressed, like. You know, like you're feeling lonely. Nobody come check you up. Mm. Your family, but they're not gonna check you up. They want you to go check them. Mm. You know, like. And it's different as well because sometimes you don't always want to hang out with your family. Like you want friends. That... No, no. In beginning, in beginning, it doesn't matter. Um, your friends or family. It just, I just want someone 
around me, you know? Someone mm. someone to speak with. Because I'm happy to go to school, but soon I come back home, feel like ah uh, I'm alone again. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you made you made good friends, now you speak fluent Dutch. No, I think um yeah, friends. I think at I think we got friends. I have friends like Davy and I think two years after I moved to Holland, Alda moved to Holland too. Alda is one of my best friend. Mm. Uh, for his wedding, I, for his wedding, I was his best man. So um, he was he's he's one one good friend too, like with with, with Danny. And you went to school when you were younger. With yeah. I know Aldo since Curacao. We used to be in the same class in Curacao. And he was too young to move when I moved. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted to move too, but he was too young. So he was wait till he reached like 16, 17. So he got to move. And yeah, when he moved, I started feeling better, you know, like, had, and he was living like 10 minutes far away. Mm-hmm. So I was cycling. To him, to his house, and we was chilling, do our things, party, whatever. Mm. How did you find it moving from a country where it's predominantly black people to another country where it's mostly white people? No. The thing is, um, in the beginning, it was like um, the focus on the, on the language because mm-hmm. people are gonna judge you how you speak, and when you don't speak Dutch properly, the Dutch people are gonna be ah, oh, you can speak English, I'm um, Dutch. So, uh, example like if you go to a job interview, and uh, before you go to the, before you got there, sometimes. You just see where you come from, they, they're gonna accept you because you're from that country or that island. Really? Yeah, yeah. Those people over there, it's crazy sometimes. My, I've experienced those one, no, second, no, twice I've experienced that. You see which country you come from? Mm-hmm. Oh, are you, are we going to do. They say you, no, they won't uh, give you a job, or yes, they will, do you mean? They're not gonna give you a job oh, because not give you, they you see your CV, you're from Curacao. You know, okay, you're a black guy, you may not get a job. Mm. And that happened with some friends of mine too. Like, what happened is this guy sent uh, a CV for this company to apply for this job. But the, that company, they, I think they want to see the, the, um, 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 is it the? the letter to another colleague. But the CC to him, if they send it, just reply to him like, oh, this is a black guy, we don't want this guy in this, this company, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And So they uh, were meant to send it to someone else in yes. the company, but they accidentally yes. sent it back to him. Yes, and oh, that, those things, and you know, things like those things break you, like, mm. you feel so sad and upset, like, why, you know, we're all the same. It's about the you white, I'm black, or purple, blue. 
You are the same. But it um, must be a shock as well when you've never experienced anything like that. And then you move to a new country and then think, it ends up happening to everybody you know. I think it's one of the things you try to take a fans just over you. Like, um, if you they know you're going to speak the other language, you're going to make children We call it, ah, oh, check that to the guy there. Mm. Oh, he can speak this. Oh, he can do this. And try to, you know, make you feel like you're nothing. When actually you're far more intelligent because they speak one language and you speak four languages. Yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing. Is people can make you feel stupid, but they can barely even speak their own language, let exactly. alone speak four four languages. Yeah, it's not the racism of that or like they have something, uh, I call it the black peat. Well, yeah, when Jasmine told me about this black peat thing, I thought he was talking about this is what happened in history. This is what the Dutch people used to do years, years ago. ago yeah. And then he's like, no, this is happening now. This now, happens yeah. every year and showed me videos. And I was just like, oh my God, yeah. how is this allowed to happen? And would you want to say what it is? Yeah, well, it's like, it's every year, like in November, they have like uh, the white people, they paint the face black and they have like a uh, red lipstick to make it like big lips. Mm -hmm. And they do black face. Yeah, black face, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they, it's called, what's it called? Swarte Pete. Swarte Pete. And the story, well, they, there's two, there's one story they say it's from, but the story it is actually from is... That they, that they um, <laughs> I love it, it's, it's just fucked up. Um, the story is that they say those black, those black Pete came from the, because years ago, what are you saying? So, uh, it was, so there's two, two different stories from it. One story is that it, uh, the Black Pete came, was, came on a slave boat yeah. and was given to the king. I might not be 100% right, but he was a, a jester, like, is it called a jester? That's like, entertains the king. It's... But then the Dutch people will say that, uh, he, oh no, that he, uh, he is blackface because he fell down the chimney. Yeah. And he wasn't, he was, didn't come from a slave boat. He was, he's just it's like, a different story they have, but. But whatever the whatever story is, is, it's full blown racist. Yeah, it's like, yeah. so they, it's a Christmas celebration, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's what they said. So it was then, so the Dutch people now say, it's uh, Santa Claus, which is our version of Santa, Santa Claus, yes. and that's like like uh, we ha will have the elves or like Rudolph. It's like what do you call that? Like Santa Claus's companion. Yeah. So that's what they say. But why does it have to have a black face and big red lips? And afro. Yeah, afro, yeah. Well, like, that's got nothing to do with falling down a chimney. Exactly. And so they have this Christmas celebration. So that there's a story about this black pea, but then they will have, uh, for like, is it like six weeks? It's from November, sometime yeah, in November. Like, I think it's like the last, no. It's like the last 
week of November. Yeah, All the way through to Christmas. Yeah. But they'll do big marches through the streets and there'll be all these people yeah, dressed up as black in front of all the children and like like you showed me videos where there'll be like uh white Dutch people on a train and there might be like a little black girl who's like eight years old and they'll be like, Oh, yeah, but you, but you, what they say like, Oh at the Cinder class, the the white the white man is come to bring presents for the kids. Mm. So the kids for the kids, they'll be like, oh they will get present from white men. And that those present we did really deliver by those black faces, black Pete. Mm. And a lot of people were like nowadays they protest of, um about that the black face thing. But you always have those Grow, the grow as sorry. You, are, you always have the all people of Holland, you know, all men, women. This they be like, no, don't don't um, leave his kids, his kids um, tradition, tradition. Leave them alone. It's our culture. That's not our culture, bro. <laughs> That's just fucking racist, you know. Well, the, and the, so the history of the story is Isaac. You can look this up. I don't know the full history, but the history is no. It's actually nothing to do with their Santa Claus. It's it's about slavery and something to do with yeah. the king and and then they're just the story has changed or people have changed it to fit the right narrative. And though it's not racist, but, but it's very racist. Yeah, but to be fair, like when I was young, Grusso, the use of still I'm celebrating the black faces in the glass. But back in the days, I didn't know what school does was bad. You're young, and you don't, you're not going to think about what is happening. Yeah. And the thing is, like, because Kuros are like, Holland is Kuroso mom, mm -hmm. and they like what they have in in, 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 in Holland, they we have in Kuroso too. Mm -hmm. After government with put pressure on Kuroso, hey, we have it, you need it too. Like, that's why Curso have those kind of mm. tradition too. I couldn't believe it though when you yeah. told me about that. And, and so then I thought, yeah, this he's talking about years ago. This was something that they used to do. But then, no, it's a modern day thing. And there will be marches of hundreds of yeah, people dressed up people. as blackface marching. I think this year we go for Corona. I think we're going to do it this year because yeah. of Corona and all those things. But it's like, what I don't understand, like, if, so when people say, stand up and say, that's a little bit racist, and even if you're not coming from a racist place, there are a lot of people that are offended by that. Yeah. So how about you just don't do the blackface, you don't do the lips, you don't do the afro, and just change it up. And like a chimney, like, we have stories here of, uh, like, chimney sweepers and things. If somebody, if there's a story or a movie and someone's fallen down a chimney, they might have a little bit of like soot on their face, mm -hmm. like a tiny little bit. They have not got a painted yeah. face. I think we're going to put a little footage of what. Yeah, we'll put a clip in for, uh, for the uh, YouTube. Yeah, so people see what we're talking about. Yeah.
It's pretty shocking. Yeah, it is. So that's, uh, especially when you've moved to a country, you're not like you're away from your mom and like yeah. your friends and then you see something like that. That's got to be quite scary. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are just happy that that's... Yeah, so I, live, I think I lived in Holland for 40 years and then now I moved to, to England now. I live there like for two years now, almost. Yeah, two years. It's crazy. What do you prefer? I know you can't really say about England because you haven't been here that long and we've had lockdown. Yeah. But so far, which country do you prefer? Between? Uh, Holland and, and England. Um, I think... I'll be honest with you, Holland's more nicer than England. What do you mean, like how it looks? Oh, yeah, like, like the roads. The streets, the roads. Oh, you have like a, um, all of the cycling. Yeah. You have like, everything's new over there. Even like the building is old, we're going to rebuild it. Well, I remember. New, new. And in, in, in England, only what I see is, all buildings. I never thought. Don't against that, but um, I think, but I think I'm enjoying now England more than Holland. Well, let me just say this. Okay. So when, um, so I, when you first came over to stay with me, and I came to the airport. Yeah. And there were roadworks the whole way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. I didn't think anything of it and you said something about the roadworks anyway it was then forgotten about and then there was uh you were in Holland and they were digging up the road and he was like oh it will be done in 24 hours and it was like the whole road the whole street and I was like what do you mean it will be done in 24 hours yeah, that doesn't happen here and they ripped up the road they laid out the road just anything that's like like, they don't have any potholes in the road. There's nothing scruffy. For 16 months, the whole time you were coming over, those roadworks were never done, and they're probably still not finished here. So, yeah. And I never thought anything of it before, but there's a massive difference when it comes to, I don't even know what you call it, it's not even really construction, but, like, maintaining the country. In Holland, if something's broken, they fix it, and they fix it immediately. Yeah, it, it, here, it like, even the road that we live in, live on all the potholes just everything there's always road works nothing's uh, everything's a bodge job nobody ever does anything properly <laughs> in holland everything's fresh like all the the roads the pavements yeah. everything it's done so here you that's one thing you seem to notice a lot because you'd always be like why is that not why is that like that why is that road so it's it is funny how different you don't even think of something like that. But Holland is it look it just looks clean as well. Yeah, it looks yeah, so much look, cleaner yeah. compared with England and well, think, especially London as well. I think um, Belgium is so it's also like kind of like England. Okay. Building, so. <laughs> what, what word were you gonna say? Were you gonna say it's like dirty? <laughs> That, that, it is though when you do compare it all your roads are really nice but I'm enjoying living in England at the moment how do you I find think, people? I compare with in Holland 
I think in Holland, people more friendly. In Holland? Yeah. Well, there's you know why? Definitely compared to London, because London people aren't friendly. When we've only been but, living here a few months. Yeah, but the thing is, I wasn't dinner friendly, but example, like, um, if you're walking on the streets, if you, you don't know the person, the person say hi to you. I mean, they do that in this area. But I never... But not in London. I never, I never noticed that. I never... Yeah. Yeah, London's definitely... And, and example, like, what are you doing in Holland too? You move to a house, the neighbor will come with, cof- with coffee and tea, come check, yeah. talk with you, who you are, they want to know you, you know? Hey, this country. Like in this street, really don't know one in this street. Apart from the old lady, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> She's like 75. But in Holland, you can see like all the neighbors to come, invite you to come over have a coffee and tea to talk about who you are what, and what you, you know what you do in life. But those things, those small things. Yeah, that's true. I, apart from, um, I used to live in the same block as my brother and other family members had lived in that block. So it was like more of a community. But apart from that, I don't think there's anywhere that I've lived where... I've been like buddies with my neighbours, apart from where my mum lives, but that she's lived there for years. Mm-hmm. But, so apart from that, they're all like, it's a little community. But I don't think I've lived anywhere where I've been friends with my neighbours or even known their names. Even the the apartment that we lived in, it was a brand new block, so it was all new flats. There was like a good mix of different people that lived there. And when the lockdown happened, there was like a big outdoor space. It wasn't really a garden. It was like a big courtyard. And we thought this is going to be fine because we can have like barbecues with the neighbours. We didn't speak to any of our neighbours on the neighbours. Just Just say hi, how you? Yeah, and that's that's it. it. There was one neighbour who used us so we could take his deliveries and packages. What was was he called? Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, he was annoying though. The moment that he realised that we worked from home was the moment he gave, even gave us a spare key so we could go and let yeah. his deliveries in. And yeah, it was just like, forget that. You're leaving them outside. He was so, in the end, he annoyed me. But he, he wasn't someone you'd really want to be friends with. And he'd have a different woman every week, wouldn't right. it? Or like every day. A okay. Woman. Anyway. Anyway. But then, uh, the uh, the couple downstairs they were like the same age as us. He was oh, yeah. a gamer, and so he was like a little computer guy. So he would have been like a really good friend to you. They went to the same gym with each other. Jasper made so much of an effort with this guy. The guy did not want to be his friend. He didn't want to be my friend. He did not want to be your friend, did he? To the point where it was like that, and they would have been a really good match for friends because. They were both into similar things. They both went to the gym, lived in the same block. He had a girlfriend as well, so we could have like done double dates. But it got to the point where this guy, if he saw Jasmine coming, he would cross the road. <laughs> so just, yeah, so, but I, I think London anyway in general <laughs> is quite hard to make friends with people, unless you work with them, unless yeah. you go to school with them, or it's like a friend of a friend. It is quite hard, or if you like 
like girls, it's quite easy when you're out drunk to make friends mm-hmm. in the toilets. But apart from yeah, <laughs> but apart from that, London, you're just not gonna. It's it's hard to make friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was odd, wasn't it? But it's a, the whole place is more antisocial here now. This city, it, I think, it's more social. People are more friendly. Mm. Like they'll they will say hello or like in the shop they'll be like, hello how are you how's your day and yeah like, in the shop yeah yeah that one yeah they're more friendly so so is there anything you like about England you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no, no. <laughs> you know I don't know. Well, the thing is, I'm enjoying living in this in this country, but I will still prefer this country and not Holland at the moment. Really? It's not because of you, but this country has something that I like. like I always I always myself, but yeah. Well, it's just a new start. Yeah, isn't it? I think over a few years we talk different. What you not want to be here? Like maybe I'm enjoying more. We have friends. <laughs> yeah, well that's it as well. It's hard to make. It's been hard as well with lockdown, especially with like a lot of guys will make friends at the gym. Like you have your gym buddies. You haven't been able to do that for a long time, and I don't know anyone here. Like I know people that live like forty minutes away. So. We see, I know, because you're acting like we're just here lonely on our own. <laughs> so we do, I've got some friends here who have got, like, partners and stuff, so we do meet up with them. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. But it's still not like, it would be nice if you can meet, uh, like I said to you the other week, it would be nice if you could have a couple of friends independently from me. Yeah, so if, like, yeah, I'm yeah. out and you want to do, so you don't always want to be with your girlfriend all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, look, as the restrictions are dropping and working from home as well, because most of the time you meet people at work. Yeah, exactly. So that's hard. Like how, when you work from home, how, how do people, how do you make friends, especially when you're in your thirties? When you're in your twenties, it's so easy to make friends, but in your thirties, yeah, right, what do you do? In your twenties. Your students, you party every time. Yeah, well, that's it. It's partying. Yeah. It's going out drinking, and we don't really, we don't do that. We don't really drink. Nope. So we have to start drinking to make food. <laughs> Maybe we should start going to clubs. I don't think they're <laughs> no, open. They're not even uh, open. No. I don't think so. Or they, maybe they are. I don't know. Everything is open at the moment. Is it? Yeah. I don't even. I don't. First bars, clubs. I didn't know nightclubs are open. They might be. But anyway, you might be right. Yeah, so how did you find them? So you've moved to Holland and then you had to learn Dutch and like how to speak properly and fluently. So how did you find them moving to England, having to speak English a lot? I think English... (laughs) I have an accent speaking English, but... What I just said about my grandma, my mom. Oh, I grew up speaking English, so it was kind of difficult. I think it was easy for me from Holland to come to England to speak English than from Crystal to Holland to speak Dutch. Mm. 
because Dutch was like so difficult. Yeah. To this day, <laughs> I find that Dutch is so difficult. Well, they use like the back of their throat for so many God. words. Hot for dumb. And if you're not using those muscles, that's a hard. Yeah. It would be a hard language, but yeah, I mean, I think your your English is pretty good. And I've accent, yeah. The only thing I notice with you is your English is really, really good. But if you feel nervous or under pressure, it's like I forget. You start, yeah, yeah, and I, I know I that sometimes you're overthinking. If you're thinking too much and a bit nervous. Yeah. That's when it doesn't quite happen. Because sometimes I think, like, we might be somewhere and you'll say something. And I want to say to people, he really does speak English really good. It's just, like, a little bit of, like, nerves. Nervous, yeah. But you're definitely more confident. But when we're on holiday, when we're out of the country, this guy is a different man. He is so confident. We'll talk to anybody. And I'm like, who is this but i think you're you're confident, confident when yeah. when other people you know that english is other people's second language it's yeah. their first language so you are shy anyway but you're definitely so much more confident when we're abroad and i think it's that there's that there's less pressure or it's like say my best friend's husband his first language isn't english mm. and you you are absolutely fine around them. Yeah. You're, and I think it's like you because you don't have to worry what other people are going to think. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think you're doing a pretty good job. Thank you. And even doing something like this is will give you more confidence. Yeah. You know, and especially like because you can speak really good English, like people in general, but if you're, you have never talked about a certain topic, there might be things that, oh, you didn't re- you didn't know certain words. Like, I'm not a mechanic, so I don't know, like, do you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, like, yeah. certain words for different topics or different subjects you might have never talked about. So I just think this alone is uh, a good confidence boost for you just to get talking, especially under a little bit of pressure. It is a little bit daunting when you've got, a camera uh, and yeah. microphones and everything. So I think you do you're doing a pretty good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> think you're pretty smart. So would you ever move back to Curacao? Um I don't think so. No. I like the island but I don't think Curacao is right for me. Mm. I think maybe in my 60, 70. <laughs> but mm-hmm. at the moment, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think because people in Curacao, they have like a different, like the whole, the, the way how they think about different topics of different things in life, you cannot like have a discussion with them. Like you think different. Like I would say, if I believe, for example, if I believe the alien, they be like, nah, you think that's real? You know, like... Maybe different mentality. Yeah, different mentality. Mm-hmm. And to move there at the moment, I, I don't think so. I would like to go to Curacao, see my mom, my family, my sister. But to move, to live over there, 
is a no-go. I think to like England, for now it's okay, but I think in the future, people will move maybe for in Thailand or Bali. Well, what would be, I think, ideal is to have like our base in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to be able to go to Curacao for like two, three months of the year and then go on vacation for a few months of the year. So that's what would be more ideal, I think. Just go when you want to have a base camp, but just be going when you want. When you want, yeah. Because, yeah, just being stuck. Well, neither of us are the kind of people that like being stuck in the same place. Even like houses. In the last 10 years, I've probably moved house and areas nine, nine times. On average, I move every year. So even though like I've stayed in London, I've moved to different areas or different mm, houses mm. in London. And but we I don't know how long we lived in our place for over a year. How long have we lived here for now? We've lived here over six months. But anyway, we're we're this we are the sort of people that don't want to just be stuck yeah. in the same place all the time. I think it's of, I would enjoy the sun sometimes too like Go to a, a restaurant, chill, you know, enjoy the weather, enjoy the um, the beach, and enjoy the culture of there, and yeah, enjoy life. Uh, and we haven't had a holiday in so long. I used to go on on, on holiday, on vacation, every year, like since two thousand and four, mm. and now. Stuck in England. <laughs> and the weather is so bad at the moment. But yeah, we're. We didn't even have a summer this year, like only like two weeks. No, was two summer. weeks. Yeah, we had like three days one week and then three days another week, and that's that it. That is. So I know, because I keep saying to him, like, we really do have a summer here. Yeah. And it's just not happening yet. Anything else? Uh, I don't know. I think that was uh, uh, that was everything I was going to say at the moment. Yeah. So, well done to Jasmine for speaking Papamento, English, Dutch, Spanish, everything. <laughs> Spanish, come with us. If you ever need to learn a language, Dutch. this Ujate. is your guide. English, how are you? Sabrigrad. <laughs> <laughs> this is your guide for languages. Mm, so, okay. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we'll wrap it up, yes. Well, thanks, guys, for coming back. If yes. there, anyone has come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will come back. Do you think? I, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We're, we're, we're going to keep going anyway. As I said, I think it's good confidence for Justin, but it's also good confidence for me. Just... Um, putting ourselves out there you know we're just going to keep yeah. going and we'll, we'll be back next week i don't think we've decided on the topic for next week okay. have we um yeah so thanks for coming thanks for watching and thanks for listening and subscribe <laughs> swipe up <laughs> <laughs> thank you bye 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 bye